This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawn Forge pouch, this is episode 281 of The Shattered Soulstone. The end is near. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash soulstonebooks2020. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, tablet, or phone. It is October 29, 2020, really early in the morning, and this is Jen. And I'm going to get started with my week in gaming. I don't have a lot to say this time, but that's okay because there's a lot of other stuff to talk about for this show. So here's my week in gaming. I tried to get into the PTR and it let me log in with my name and password and it had me do the thing where you use the authenticator and put all the numbers in i know i got them right i was really careful about it even though i'm terrible with numbers and i got the same pop-up i got last time that says blizzard services are down for maintenance please check server status page for more information code 33. so i'm officially giving up on trying the ptr Maybe it's already done and I just didn't realize it, but if so, then it would have been nice to have something that says this is over, go play D3 or something like that instead. So that's as far as, as far as that went. Now it's also possible that they do server maintenance specifically on the PTR in the early hours of the morning, like when I record the show. So that could be a possibility, but I'm done trying. I don't need to be in the PTR. It obviously doesn't want me to get in, so that's enough of that. After that, I started working on getting through Chapter 4 of the Season Journey. I haven't had a lot of time to play Season 21, in part because some of my time is doing this show, gathering up the stuff to talk about on the show, recording the show, editing the show, and doing the show notes. So that takes up a little bit of time to do every week. I'm having fun with it, but that's where my time's going. So I have to like find ways to fit Diablo into my life around this show and a lot of other things I'm doing. So there's that. I started out at Paragon 33. As I said, still working through Chapter 4. I got a lot of it done, but I'd say maybe about half of it done, actually. It feels like a lot, though, because it was difficult for me to do. So I started out by working on the Sticky Fingers objective, where you have to kill Gohm on Torment 2 or higher. I was playing on Torment 1, and I felt like I just got my Hardcore Barbarian to where he should be to do Torment 1 pretty easily. But this one in Torment 2. 
And at the time I was doing this, I thought, okay, I don't know yet when the season's going to end, because it had not been announced when I was playing at that time. And I figured, alright, I'll just put it up to Torment 2 and give it a try and see what happens. How hard could it be to beat Gome, right? Especially if you're already doing T1, should be able to do it on T2 with a Barbarian. Why not try? So I did. And it, uh, it went pretty good overall. I have, I think, two Ancients I'm using now. And the rest is four pieces of the Might of the Earth set and some pieces of the Demon Skin set, which gives you a bonus on killing demons and if uh, other demons or other creatures throw projectiles at you, you get some defense against that. So uh, I figured, all right, I'll give it a try. Now last time I talked about it, I mentioned the belt was Chalank's Chain, which gives you an advantage on Warcry. But I didn't actually move my skills around to include Warcry, so that's the first thing I did, is to make sure that was in there to get the advantage on that. And I swapped out Ground Stomp, because I didn't feel like it was doing that much for me, so that's what I did. And so then I got started, and I went through uh, Act 3, the part where you have to go through to get to the larder where Gome is located. And it took about three minutes to kill him on Torment 2. I'm pretty happy about that actually. I thought it would take longer and I thought my Barbarian would have points in that fight where the Templar had died, but that didn't happen. It just went pretty smoothly, kind of slow. Three minutes seemed like a long time when I'm panicking about possibly dying, but it worked. So I got the Sticky Fingers objective done. That's the only Torment 2 objective in Chapter 4, so the rest are going to be higher. So to help my Barbarian level up a little more, I did a Torment 2 Nephilim Rift in the hopes of getting some greater Rift Keystones and moving up and leveling some gems and things like that. And it took a while. <laughs> it took a long time to do. It took about 20 minutes to get from starting that Torment 2 Nephilim Rift to finishing it. And I lived. There were a couple of moments where it was like, okay, I'm going to die, but then somehow I moved or killed a monster quicker or something, and it worked. And it was one of those points where I thought, okay, I could definitely do Torment 2 with this Barbarian right now. So if you complete a Nephilim Rift on Torment 2, apparently it doesn't matter how long you take on a Nephilim Rift. They're not timed anyway, but if you complete one, you get the Rift Raft achievement for finishing a Torment 2 Nephilim Rift, which is kind of nice. You know, I've got a few of those achievements now as I'm working my way through it. And I think earlier I said I had two Ancients. I was wrong. I only had one. I had the belt. But um, after I got done with the Nephilim Rift, or sometime during it, I picked up what I thought was a legendary and figured I'll check this later. It turned out to be an ancient. So that would be my second ancient item in season 21 and it's called uh, Morix Brace. It's a bracer and it gives Wrath of the Berserker every effect from every, every rune. So I've been using Wrath of the Berserker for quite some time so I thought this would really help. And I ended at 36 Paragon and ran out of time to play. So I'll pick that up later. I know I'm going to play some more maybe after I'm done with this. Depends on how much energy I have, but at the time I figured, yeah, I got plenty of time to finish. You know, season 21 hadn't been announced. The end date had not been announced yet. I thought, yeah, this will be fine. I can totally do this. And then um, 
<laughs> and then what happened? Of course, the end date for season 21 had been announced. So officially today, 14 hours ago, I guess it'd be yesterday, I'm, like I said, recording this on October 29th, so yesterday, I guess, 28th, there is a blue post on the general discussion section of the Diablo forums on the Blizzard website, and this blue post is written by community manager Filthy Rich, and the title of this section is Season 21 Trials of Tempest's End Dates. Plural. End dates. He wrote this. Hello all. Season 21 is coming to a close. Below are the times when Season 21 will end for each region. So that's why there's end dates instead of one end date, because they're different. If you are playing on the North American servers, it will end on November 8th at 5pm PDT. If you're playing in Europe, it will end on November 8th at 5pm CET. And Asia, November 8th at 5pm KST. He continues with, along with these ending times, the Double Bounties event will also be ending. We will be providing a Season 22 preview post soon, which will include the start time for the next season. Now, in general, there is a gap between when a season ends and the new one begins, and that gives you some time to do important things like go check the mail in Diablo 3 and pull all your loot out of it so that it doesn't disappear. It only lasts there about 30 days, I think, maybe, and I'm not sure I'm right about that. It could be a little bit less. So if you've got like really cool armor that you put in your stash in Season 21 and then the season ends, go get it. It'll be in your mail and you can find some room to put it in if you have room in your you know, and with all the other stuff. So you can try anyway. <laughs> and if you're like me, usually I have too much stuff that I've collected, both in hardcore and softcore. So I will be fighting with that and deciding what's worth keeping and what can I throw in the cube and these kinds of things. So that's when it is. So November 8, 5 p.m. That's the end of season 21. Season 22 is yet to be announced. It sounds like maybe... It'll be like a couple weeks after, which tends to happen, but we don't know for sure yet. I also noticed there was a post here that that said PTR ended yesterday. This was on October 28th. PTR ended yesterday. When is Blizzard going to announce the end of Season 21? Well, we know the answer to that second part. That first part explains a lot to me because if the little message I was getting indicated that it meant the PTR was in fact over, then that's why I couldn't get in the most recent time I tried to get in. It doesn't explain why I had that little pop-up previous to this, but okay. So that solves some questions for me at the very least. <laughs> Moving on. As we all know, typically there would be a BlizzCon this year in person in Anaheim like usual. And some of you have gone to BlizzCon. I've gone three times. I'm very fortunate about that. And I would have been looking forward to going again this year. And then, as we all know, there was a COVID-19 pandemic that's still going on. So, obviously, there's not going to be a in-person BlizzCon. They're going to do a virtual one I think I talked about in a previous show. So, here's a little bit going on about that you may not know. Now, if... Let's say there was no COVID-19 pandemic and we were all getting ready to go to BlizzCon or maybe at BlizzCon at this point, depending on the timing of this. There's a lot of fires going on in 
Irvine, California, where Blizzard Entertainment is located, and some people have been evacuated, and this was reported on probably by more than one site, but I'm seeing it on Wowhead. So they wrote two days ago, California wildfires in Orange County near Blizzard headquarters. So their article starts with, we reported earlier that Shadowlands would have gone live today had the expansion not been delayed, but it's very likely that it wouldn't have happened anyway as Irvine and the greater Orange County area of Southern California have been beset by another round of major wildfires. Several developers in the area have commented on social media as they join over 90,000 Irvine residents evacuated so far as the Silverado Canyon fire has engulfed over 7,000 200 acres. Blizzard Entertainment itself still still remains outside of the evacuation areas at the time that this was written on Wowhead, so there's eminent, less eminent danger to the actual infrastructure, but the offices themselves have been largely empty since employees transitioned to working from home last May due to the coronavirus pandemic. So that's kind of what's happening there. Now, I'm not close enough to this location to be in any danger of being evacuated. I'm in California, but this is not where I'm at. And I am still getting some smoke, but not from these fires, from ones that are closer to me that are a bit smaller than this, a lot smaller than this in many cases. So that's what's happening. So it's really kind of strange to think about that if there was not a COVID-19 pandemic, many of us would be at BlizzCon, maybe around now, maybe a little later, depending, like I said, on whatever timing you know, Blizzard had for this. And just the thought of having this much fire in that area. I know Irvine and Anaheim aren't the same place, but I figure the smoke would probably blow over and be dangerous for people to breathe. And that would have been incredibly scary. That would have been a disastrous BlizzCon. So, I mean, it's just it's just another frightening thing that's happening in 2020. The possibility that that could have been a huge problem for BlizzCon. That just is one more thing there. But as I said, they're going to do it virtual. And I think I talked about that on another show. And I'll get to that when we get closer to it. But that's part of what's happening out there right now. So, if you're missing BlizzCon, Con Before the Storm may have the answer for you. They are planning on doing several virtual things to celebrate the community. And for those that don't know, Con Before the Storm is a party and it does a lot of podcasting panels as well the night before BlizzCon. They've been doing this for years. I was on the very first panel at the first Con Before the Storm in 2013 and I've attended one in 2014 and then in 2018, 2018. The last time I went, I attended and had a lot of fun. It's a really good way to meet people. It will be, you know, when you can do it in person again. But what they're doing is they've got these projects and they want people who have attended BlizzCon in the past, at any point in the past, that have photos they'd like to share to be part of Con Before the Storm's virtual community yearbook project. So what you do, if you want to go, you can check out conbeforethestorm.com and it tells you a little bit about it. If you want to be added to the yearbook, you click a button and then you fill out a form that, uh, you know, just basic things like 
who are you and uh, what's your favorite Blizzard game and things like that. You can send in a photo, it looks like. Um, the description is, remember being in school and having a yearbook, getting it signed on the last days, seeing your friends' crazy quotes, seeing group shots, the absolutely arbitrary awards? Well, we'll try to make it a, make a virtual yearbook for the community. If there's enough interest, we may even try to get physical versions printed. And then there's a lot of things in there you can do. But if you miss it, you can take part in that. That's something they're doing. Another thing that's going on with Con Before the Storm is people have been posting images, for, well, photos from BlizzCon from when they've gone. And Con Before the Storm has retweeted some of them. But uh, there's a lot. Like, there's one from 2013, and there's a panel going on, and I can't tell exactly which panel that was from looking at the picture on Con Before the Storm's Twitter page. And then there's also one from 2019, and it's a packed room of people just all mingling and doing things you couldn't do now because of the coronavirus restrictions. But at the time, it looks like it was a lot of fun. I wasn't at that one, but still. And if you've been to BlizzCon, you can post your own photos on your Twitter and tag Con Before the Storm, and maybe they'll pass it around. You can tag the people in it. I've had someone post some previous BlizzCon photos that I was in, and it just brings up a lot of memories, and it's the closest thing we're going to get to sort of interacting at BlizzCon this year. Other than the virtual thing they're doing, which I, I need to learn more about. But I feel like it's at least keeping the spirit of things alive as we get through 2020 and hope for the better next year and maybe an actual in-person BlizzCon next time around. Okay, so now I'm going to do a little rundown of the Diablo-focused podcasts that have released an episode recently. First one I want to talk about is Hearthstone to Hell, which is hosted by Shazam and Dead Greed, and you can find that all over the place now. Number four, episode number four is out, and in this one, Greed and Shazam talk about BlizzCon and all the other news, including Diablo 3 Season 21 ending soon, TM. Danctuary has episode five up, and they're all over the place as well. They're on YouTube, they're on Twitch, they're on Apple Podcasts. Hearth uh, Hearthstone to Hell is on Apple Podcasts, I checked. It's there, and a bunch of other places. They released episode 5 on October 24, and they... Uh, let's see. Episode 5 is up where we bring our own patch notes to update Diablo 3, so that's probably a creative show right there. And in this episode, we have Deadset, Filthy Casual, Lord Fluffy, Raxantarax, and Sphere, SVR. I hope I'm pronounce pronouncing those last two right because I'm not real sure. So that's what they're doing. They're talking about patch notes for Diablo 3. Just whatever they wanted it to be, I guess. And so you can catch that on YouTube and Twitch and all these other places as well. West March Workshop released a brand new episode. It's episode 198, titled Now We Wait. And it was released four days ago from the time I'm recording this show. This one is Nine Ball on the show. And it looks like the description is some in real life updates, a familiar face returns to the Diablo team, PTR updates, and more across the community. So that's what that's about. And you can catch that on, looks like, a bunch of places as well. And I'll link all of these things into the show notes so you can at least find each of these podcasts by one source and you can track down whichever your preferred one is if I don't pick it. 
Okay, now moving on to a little bit more sort of community type stuff. So there's a new thing that launched called War Chief Gaming. And it is another gaming company that includes people that used to work for Blizzard. In this case, a very prominent person, and probably more than one very prominent person. The description of who we are on the War Chief Gaming website says, Founded in 2018 by games industry veterans Chris Metzen and Mike Gilmartin, War Chief began as a tabletop gaming club located in Orange County, California. A haven for hobbyists, war gamers, and role players, War Chief strives to provide a fun, welcoming environment for imaginative geeks of all stripes and types. More than just a club, War Chief is also a premier development studio focused on creating games and telling stories across all media types. Chris and Mike have recently announced that they're hard at work developing worlds of imagination under the War Chief banner. And there's a little announcement video, looks like it's on YouTube, and there's a few things that they've uh, gotten uh, write-ups on from different different things and you know, it looks like there's some army building roles for Storms of Zephyr's narrative event. There's a another narrative event they were talking about uh, that was going to be in person apparently and it it is cancelled due to COVID I think so yeah that's that. They're doing stuff. They've been doing stuff and it sounds to me just from this that this is not specifically a gaming company that is going to make video games. It sounds like they're doing tabletop games, and that's fantastic, because I love tabletop games. I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, I've played Mutants and Masterminds, I've played Vampire the Masquerade back in the day, a little bit of Werewolf. This is way before, this was like the 90s or something when it came out, and if they're doing stuff like that, I think that would be really cool to check out. I'm a little bit far away to go join them, you know, <laughs> but um, it sounds like it might be fun. So this is definitely one to keep an eye on for many reasons, and just the name, War Chief. That's Chris Metzen. He was Thrall, right? As far as I remember, he was Thrall, and you know, he'll always be our War Chief, and so now he's got a company named that, and I think that's awesome. And do go check out the website for that, because just the, the graphics on it with the name and the background are really awesome. Okay, other things we've got from the community this week. We have uh, Mr. Llama SC has tweeted out a link to a YouTube video of a Diablo rap that he created. It's called Call to Arms by Immortal King. It says it hi it's his Diablo rap, so he's he is either Immortal King or this is a band of people that he is part of, I'm not sure. But it's a YouTube video if you want to see a Diablo rap. We've got that from someone in the community. We also have TubaHero37, who also says, I made a Diablo music thing. It's also on YouTube. It is a Diablo lyrics parody for the song Another One Bites the Dust, and it is titled A Nephilim Bites the Dust, <laughs> which is kind of amusing just to think about, especially if you're playing hardcore. You know, you lose more of them that way than you do with uh, softcore, where you just sort of get back up again. And that's like two of them. Just recently, the one from Tuba Hero is from October 24, and the one from Mr. Llama SC is from October 24, and I'm starting to wonder if this was like a contest or something they're doing, but 
it's it's pretty cool. We're making music about Diablo again. I can't remember the last time that happened. I think the last time was right around when Diablo itself released, and I don't remember there being much more beyond that. But it's cool that people are making music again about this game that's been around for so long. And they're still excited enough to like make a song about it or a parody ab about it and to do all that good stuff. So that's that's kind of fun. And that's all the Diablo-related stuff that I have for this show. But I do have other media, because I've been playing other video games in addition to finding time to play Diablo 3 in Season 21 specifically, which that's gonna run out on me, on me, so I gotta be doing that maybe after I finish recording this and all the other stuff that goes with it. So what have I been doing? I've been playing video games, and the video games I've been playing are uh, some you've never heard of and some that you will know about. So I started playing World of Warcraft again after the... I can't remember the phrase that's the appropriate phrase for this, but basically all of your characters are at a lower level now than they were before because of Shadowlands and I don't play a lot of Warcraft anymore. So I mean, I know what Shadowlands is. I don't remember the reason why your characters are all lower than they were before, but when I left a little gnome mage I was playing, she was at like 68 or 60 or something like that. I think she was at 60. And I was hoping to get her to 70 and then didn't get back to it. And when I came back, she was like, oh, I think level 21 or something like that, and it was a little weird. Something like that. So I started leveling her up from there, and the main reason I got in- okay, there were a couple of reasons I got into World of Warcraft when I had some time to play. And one was I have the six-month subscription, so there was a dragon mount that was from the last- the last prize I guess you get for having a six months subscription. Not like the last ever, but like the one before the most recent one. And it's a dragon mount and it runs and it flies and it's got like these little gears on the back of its wings that spin. I can't remember the name of this thing, but it looks really cool. So I started using that one. And the other thing that appeared, um, oh wait, I've just found my notes on this. Okay, so it's the World of Warcraft Steam Scale Incinerator. I have no idea what this relates to, but it's really cool. And I mean, it's a dragon. You can't go wrong with a dragon. I mean, unless you're sitting in town blocking everything for people, but you know, it's a dragon. And then there's this other little thing and it looks like, it kind of looks like the little, oh, what is the name of that thing? Man, I'm gonna forget, but it's like a, like sort of like a hoodie with wings and it's got those little fairy wings and there's a creature that it's based off of in the game that I think at least used to have, if not still exists in Hearthstone as a card, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's like really colorful and pretty and cute, and so I think my little gnome will like it. I gotta remember to transmog that for her, because I think that's the best choice for that one. <laughs> and it's just silly and fun and feels like a costume. And we're right around Halloween right now, and that's the primary reason I got into the game, because I really like the Halloween fest stuff, the All Hallows Eve. I've never gotten them out, ever, like many of you. Can't get the Headless Horseman mount, you know, from playing through it as many times as you, you care to try. I figure the drop rate on that has got to be minuscule for how many people complain about not being able to get it. But I started leveling up 
my little mage again because I wanted to and I think when I stopped she was level 30 I think which is not too bad a run for just playing a couple of hours and one of the best ways I've noticed if you have like a low level character which mine was once again <laughs> because of this if you do whatever the holiday event is it seems like it's a really good way to level up pretty quickly so if you enjoy those I would suggest that. If you like the holiday stuff, you like the Halloween stuff, do it now. You know, make your lower level characters move up a little bit. And it is my understanding that it is going to... This change of where your character's level was to what it is now is going to affect all of my characters, and I just don't have the energy to go and level them all right now back to where they at least should be, right? So there's that. Um, I don't think I got into the beta for Shadowlands. If I did, I wasn't paying attention because I was playing Diablo 3 instead. I've watched all those little animated videos about it. They're pretty neat. I like the art. I like the voice work. That's kind of cool. I have no idea what's going to happen in Shadowlands. I haven't paid attention, but at some point I'll probably get the expansion. I think I'm a couple expansions behind, but that's mostly what I've been doing other than playing Diablo 3. In addition to that, I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons again, which I do with a group of friends and they're fantastic people and it is so much fun. And so I do that still. Obviously we're doing this virtually because we've been doing this virtually as in not in-person games for a very long time, for years, because the players are all located far away from each other for the most part. We're all across the United States, we have someone outside of the United States, so that was our only option in order to be able to play with this group. And it's working out well. I highly recommend it. If you've been thinking about Dungeons and & Dragons and you found a group that you think you'd fit into well, maybe give it a shot virtually, because you really got you don't have that much to lose from, from trying that. And I could go on and on about that, but that's not this kind of show, so I'll leave that there. I'm also playing through Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, which is the one that's on your phone. It's not the one that's on a Switch, because it has a Halloween event going on, and it's got like a bunch of really cute little costumes you can put your character in, and a bunch of things with like pumpkins and stuff like that, and it's just... it's been fun just like simple fun that you can pick up and go do for a little while and then you run out of stuff and you leave it alone and come back to it later when you got a few minutes. It's kind of relaxing and I really like the Halloween aesthetic with all that stuff. Not just the stuff in Pocket Camp but in general. So for me this is fun and I'm having a good time with it and I think the Pocket Camp stuff might be over with now. But the other stuff I think continues for a while, so the stuff in World of Warcraft anyway. And that's what I've been doing, that's my other media for this week. And that's going to be the end of this episode, and I hope it made sense because I'm a little tired right now. And I'm going to end the show. So thank you for listening, and here goes the outro. You have been listening to episode 280 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. With your support, you can help the show grow. Become a patron today. 
patreon.com slash soulstone. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You could also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as on the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at shatteredsoulstone.com. We love Twitter. Come and join and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at Shattered Stone, and my Twitter is at Ankamav. I have my account open for now, and we'll see how that goes. It, I usually lock it up whenever I get exhausted by Twitter, but right now it's open. We would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at www.thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, over 280 episodes for your listening pleasure. Dawnforge! Woo! This podcast is part of the Dawnforge Network. Copyright 2020.